and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and I'm the host. And today we're going to be talking about our book club pick, Mrs. Claus in the Santa Land Slayings. This is a series of Christmas cozy mysteries set at the North Pole with Mrs. Claus as the main character. Now, fear not, it's not a graphic, hard-boiled reimagination of Santa where he beats up and slaughters a bunch of the 'er ne'er-do-wells. No, this is very much a cozy mystery. It follows all the principles and, and unspoken laws of the cozy mystery. Imagine the coziness of Murder, She Wrote with a splash of Tim Burton. And that might describe this wonderful series. And so today I've got a couple guests that will join me as we discuss this book. Uh, They were part of our book club. It's become one of my favorite Christmas books. So I was really excited to be starting uh, this off. We had other readers and different people join us, uh, but not everyone was able to uh, meet for the live discussion. So for April and May's book club, we've been reading Les Standiford's book, The Man Who Invented Christmas. Uh, There is a movie that was based on it. It is a nonfiction work. It's very informative, and I think it really helps give the historical context for the story and what Dickens was going through in his own life as he wrote that classic story, A Christmas Carol. We might talk about that more in uh, episodes to come, but today we're talking Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slains. Before we get to that, I want to share some cozy news with you. Something I started just uh, about two episodes ago. I didn't have one ready for last, the last week's episode, but I'm going to continue this on. And this is an article from The Guardian. Uh, You can find it on theguardian.com. It's from January uh, this year, so right after Christmas. And it's called 52 Acts of Kindness, How to Spread Joy in Every Week of 2023. And I really liked this list. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of them for you. One, the first one is to, to donate blood. Um, obviously a great way to do that. Walk a dog is another way. It also lists groups and things you can contact, but these are England based because uh, the Guardian is in England. Your own country might be different, but but it does give great ideas. And I like that idea of, you know, helping somebody out walk their dogs, especially if somebody is elderly or terminally ill and they have a pet, a companion, many of them do, they might appreciate having you take their dog out for a walk. Um, You can help support your local food banks. They are always in need of food and at times money. Uh, The best thing to do I've found is to contact your local food bank and say, how can I help? What do you need? And I can almost guarantee you they're not going to say, they're not going to turn you away. So something like that. Now, I know we're already in May, we're almost halfway through the year, but it's never too late to act kindly. Another thing you can do is foster an animal, foster a pet. Again, contact your your local animal shelter. What I thought would be fun is to give, if you're really a diehard Christmas fan, give each of these things a Christmas twist to it. So for instance, number 28 says to write a postcard. Uh, you know, to write, send somebody a letter or a postcard. It's It seems to be like that personal touch that we're missing these days, you know, but make it a, a Christmas card or a Christmas postcard and, and brighten somebody's day. Of course, there's the classic buying coffee for a stranger, although I started to see kind of backlash to like buying coffee for uh, people, you know, in line behind you at Starbucks. You know, some of the backlash I've seen to that is that if they are buying coffee at Starbucks, they probably don't need your your charity. <laughs> and having just been to Starbucks recently, I, I get what they're saying. Uh, it, it's getting pretty expensive, but it's not so much that they can't afford to buy the coffee there. It's 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 an act of kindness that shows, hey, I, you know, I'm thinking about you as a person, and I just want to do something to help brighten your day. I can't imagine any coffee drinking person, whether they like the the fanciest of all fancy coffees or they get the cheap brand coffee and they filter it through an old used sock in their in their rusty coffee maker. No one that I know who loves coffee is going to turn down a free cup of coffee. You know, that's something you can do. And this is cool. Uh, You can actually donate not just blood, but plasma. And in fact, uh, they will actually pay you to 
donate plasma because it's very valuable. They use it for a lot of medical testing and things like that. So yeah, look into uh, giving plasma and to give it a Christmas twist, you know, put a Santa hat on while you do it or do it throughout the year. Take the money you earn from that and, and use it to buy presents for, uh, you know, the local angel tree that might be at your library or families in need, uh, something like that. Now, my wife would want to point out number 49, which is support your local library. They are so important today and to any community, and they can be a place of shelter, of, of help, uh, a place of information. And uh, so, yes, take advantage of those. Especially during Christmas time, I would say most of them will have some kind of Christmas activities going on. Santa has been known to show up at our local library during Christmas time, so keep an eye out for Santa. He might he might pop into the library. Well, that's just a, a brief introduction to this article. I'll have the link for the full article in the show notes you can check out, and I think that is a great way to spread Christmas cheer all year long. Right with that, we will go ahead and jump into the discussion on our book club. I'm joined with some very special guests. One you will you will know for sure from the Seasons Eatings podcast. I genuinely love that podcast. It is, as many have said, it makes me hungry. I'm also joined with a guest who's who's just a, a fan of the show. Her name is Annie, and I believe she lives in Germany. So we have a real you know, multinational book club happening here, which is a lot of fun. Just a quick note, we will be talking spoilers. So if you haven't read the book and, and don't want to be spoiled, you might want to uh, skip ahead when we get to that part of the revelation of who of the whodunit. So just a, a fair warning. All right, let's jump into our story, Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slains by Liz Ireland. <laughs> Welcome to the Cozy Christmas uh, Book Club. Uh, my name is Art. I've got some guests here with me today that I'm really excited that you all could join in with me to talk about the book of our month, uh, uh, the book that we read this past month, Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slayings by Liz Ireland. Um, so joining me is a couple of uh, listeners and, and uh, some voices you might recognize. Uh, first of all, uh, Annie, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you a lot. Um, I'm Annie. I'm well. I just new member of the Christmas book club, and I really enjoyed reading the book. Um, I'm joining from Germany, um, and I think it's really nice that this thing is online. So it's cool to have the opportunity to join. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's this is what I've loved about doing the podcast and and being online that we can talk to people all over the world. So that's pretty neat. Um, and then Glenn, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Glenn Warren, host of the Seasons Eatings podcast, if you uh, know my voice. Um, we're the podcast that explores the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods, plus an avid cozy Christmas reader. All right. Uh, so it's like two of my favorite things here, we got we've got a, a food and a good cozy read. So <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Glenn, I was going to have you bring us treats since you had um, <laughs> since you have your uh, podcast, but I'm not sure how we can get those across Zoom. So, <laughs> well, virtual treats, yes, virtual treats, uh, right? Uh, you can you can send a cookie emojis or something. <laughs> Well, this is this is really neat. We've got an international crew here, um, and of course, uh, everyone knows me. I'm I'm Art. I'm I'm the host. I'm I live in uh, Iowa in the United States, and we finally had one of our first uh, spring-like days today, and I'm was pretty happy about that. Um, all right. Well, we're going to be talking about um, Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slains, and I think the general consensus here is that this has been a very enjoyable read. Um, I, I know I did. Uh, I loved reading all of your comments. There were a couple of you that weren't able to make the recording tonight, um, but I, I do plan to um, 
change the uh, time when I record at diff different times on the month just to try to, you know, so poor Annie here, it's 3 a.m. where she's at. So <laughs> next time you might see the daylight when you're up <laughs> or when we record. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, all, all that aside, um, let's just, uh, let's, let's just go ahead and just give our, um, first of all, just general thoughts on, on the story. Uh, you liked it, what you liked about it. Um, uh, Annie, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. Uh, first of all, I really love this this genre because I've never read some uh, some cozy crime before, and I really really loved it. So it's it was kind of new to me, but I think it's really nice and kind of easy to read. So um, I don't know. I have I don't need to check out each word which I don't know because uh, the story is so nice nicely written, and I really love this whole thing that it gets so excited so in the end i couldn't put this book away it was really thrilling mm. i loved it fun um and then glenn how about you uh i really enjoyed this is the first book of liz ireland's series of the santa land series and um it was written really well a great introduction to the characters and the sort of Santaland sort of um, environment, I guess you would say. So, mm -hmm. of course, because it's a Christmas cozy mystery, there are certain things that we assume the reader already knows, like who Santa is, who Mrs. Claus is, and all this stuff. But she gives it a nice uh, twist. So by giving it as Mrs. Claus as the main character, not the big guy who, who we know so well. Now, do, do you... Um... It's either one of you. Do you read Christmas books throughout the year usually, or um, or is is this something new for you? Oh no, I read Christmas books twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I lo I love um, I love a cozy mystery, and luckily there's hundreds out there that uh, one could read. Mm -hmm. uh, if you even want to just stay on Christmas. There are, there are hundreds of cozy mysteries out there. Some are part of a series. Others are um, like part of a series that happens in this small town or wherever the main character lives. And it just happens to be Christmas. So one edition of the series is a Christmas um, uh, theme. Or like Liz does, and I think um, Vicki Delaney, you've had her on before. Mm -hmm. She has a Christmas theme cozy mystery series. And there are a few others as well, but these are the top two that come to mind. There are a few others online um, that don't publish like hard covers of like physical covers of books. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, Liz and Vicky are the top two that I've read. Uh, Jacqueline Frost, I think is her name, is another one. She she writes a cozy mystery series set at a Christmas tree farm. And I've just read the first one, I think, earlier this year or late last year. And I, re I really enjoyed that. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, Annie, how about you? Do you, uh, do you read Christmas books throughout the year or is this a new approach? Um, I just read a few the last years, but uh, I wasn't that much into reading, honestly. And then I really took this one, this book club here as a motivation to get re to reading again. That's, that's nice. So I really like this as a new start kind of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well great uh that, you know that's one of my that's one of my passions is to get people encouraged to read more so <laughs> <laughs> i know that might come as a shock to some of my listeners but uh i, I do love to read and i love to share that <laughs> another thing uh aspect about this book i wanted to uh to bring out is the cover art uh, which doesn't really work so well for a podcast because you can't see it but uh <laughs> if, if you uh um, I, I know just look at my uh, our uh, Facebook page or some social medias uh, you'll you'll find the the cover art or just Google it uh, I'm trying to find oh there it is the uh, the cover design is by Christine Mills and the cover illustration is by Olivia Holmes and uh, Glenn I really really liked your uh, comments on our Facebook group page about the uh, about the cover and, and like you said, you, uh, you said you kind of went into a deep dive into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Um, unfortunately, I can't remember oh. the, the part that I read uh, or that I wrote. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you look at the cover, it's basically you see someone's feet wearing uh, red and white striped socks and these green shoes that are turned up at the toe end and have a little red pom-pom on the toe tip. And on the um, left shoe, there is a spider hanging off one of the sides and it goes into the the main title of the book. Mm -hmm. And so one of the topics or one of the points I made about the position of the feet and the, and, and the, uh, the shoes they're they're not facing in the same direction. So we kind of know that things are all already just a little awkward or a little off putting Mm -hmm. because standing like that is not a comfortable position. If someone was standing like that, and it looks like the right foot is either going into the shoe or slipping out of the shoe. We don't really know. So again, we're kind of halfway into a movement. So we're halfway into something happening, but we still don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And again, spiders in cozy mysteries are usually a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, they usually they are usually poisonous. And if, we, if you can see, if you if you uh, look closely on the spider, you can tell there's a little bit of red mm. on the back. So we we uh, assume it's a black widow, mm-hmm. and we're we're um, that assumption is proven right. Uh, the first, I think, the first couple chapters. Yeah. And black widows are poisonous if they bite you, and they can cause death. Um, rarely, but. It still happens. Yeah, I, I think they said in the book um, it was because as an elf, his body was smaller, so it was like a greater amount of poison, something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of another one. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a big spider person, though. So <laughs> what, what I like about it is, uh, you know, like a lot of what you said there, uh, Glenn, but then having that, the, the, putting the spider on there, for me, it gives it that little bit of of uh, of a chill, you know, of of creepiness, unsettledness. Yeah, gives you anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like, oh, I want to be cozy with this picture, but oh, there's a spider on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I, I here's what you uh, you said about the uh, the the typeface for the cover that it was. I love this. It, you said it was big Bigelow rules. And the tag for this typeface is a display serif that breaks all the rules. The Bigelow rules typeface is an odd hybrid from numerous inspirations. Imagine Times Roman feels to squeeze, marries a uh, Dedone, and gives birth to something with retro appeal and bounce with some eclectic glyph oddities thrown in for spunk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well said. I love that. Um, <laughs> well, that wasn't me. That was the descriptor. The descriptor for the font. Okay. <laughs> well, that's but, great. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's all sort of askew. Nothing is in line. Mm-hmm. And you have, I don't know if this is um, purposeful, but the misses is capitalized. And when you write misses in like regular writing, you don't capitalize the R and the S, mm. right? And then mm-hmm. we have the capital T for the the, which is an interesting choice because the is not usually a, a word that's stressed. Mm-hmm. So you wonder why that choice was made. Mrs. in in capital letters means that Mrs. Claus is more important in this story than Mr. Claus would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's the case. And, you know, you said that this could mean that we should have the expectations of a familiar cozy mystery, but just a little different. It should be playful and comfortable, but something should feel not quite right. And, and I think that's, I, I was kind of laughing because I, I had already read the book before and mm-hmm. much of what you described just based on the cover plays out in the book. And I, and <laughs> so I don't know if you wrote that ahead of time with the knowledge of, of the book or not, but no, I'd only read the first six chapters. Okay. Yeah, and I thought, so that that 
kind of gave me a whole new appreciation for just what goes into coming up with a good cover art. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can convey all these things subtly to prepare you for what's in the book. And wow, that was so, uh, you know, uh, well, well done to the cover designer and illustrator there. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we, we took a minute to talk about that because it, it was. Uh, it, it, I think it's really fantastic. Uh, and Annie, do you have anything you wanted to add uh, about the cover? I really loved it, but I don't have such a great analysis. So okay. it, it was really cool. I really enjoyed reading it on Facebook. Yeah, that's that's something I wouldn't even have thought of about looking at. And uh, th th this is where this is why I like reading in a with a group of people is because someone always has a, a thought that I I don't have or so, you know helps me uh, and I think helps each other uh, have a better understanding and uh, maybe even a greater appreciation for the book. Well, uh, let's let's talk about the book itself, some of the characters, the plot. Um, essentially, we get dropped right into April's crazy life. Uh, the story follows April Claus. She has just married the real-life Santa, um, which I think would be a, a surprise to many um, <laughs> to find out that the man you fell in love with is is actually Santa Claus. I don't know at what point you would suggest they go get a a brain checkup or something, but uh, <laughs> she she believes him and um, is whisked away to the North Pole. Uh, part of me kind of wished we could have seen more of their um, dating and falling in love and stuff. We do get some flashbacks, but and I but I think it ties into what your Glenn your insights about the cover that something doesn't feel quite right and it's. You know, we're kind of dropped right into the middle of the story, and some of it just does, it feels like you're trying to catch up a little bit. At least I I did, but mm -hmm. um, that's I think that's a little bit different from some of the other cozies I usually read. Is that you know the first book you get you get a, a more of a background before you even get to the to the main story. But yeah, the first chapter is always introduce the main character, the protagonist introduce the sort of environment that they're in either the small town or the the store that they work at or you know the group of people they hang out with but this one just throws you into the the fracas mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, and it's it starts right off um a uh, as the book says a cantankerous elf named uh giblet hollyberry is killed felled by a black widow spider in his stocking um, shortly after publicly arguing with Nick. So throughout the story, uh, they're trying to uncover who killed um, Giblet or, or Giblet. Is it Giblet? The, how to pronounce that? Uh, I would say Giblet because it's Giblet. like Giblet okay. gravy, but I could be right. wrong. Um, well, I'll, I'll trust you. You're the, you're the food expert here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Liz, is it G or J? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our first, uh, uh, Q&A question, yeah. <laughs> uh, she it reminds me, uh, in one of our interviews, she said that she she would have fun <laughs> trying to pick up names for the for the elves. I really like the world building she does in the in the story of where you see the traditional elements. You know, you've got the reindeer, you've got the elves, but they're they're kind of um, I don't want to say twisted. It, it, it's it's different, you know. It, it's like instead mm -hmm. of the the eight reindeer we come to know in the, you know, in, in the songs and all that. It, it's like they're part of the tribe. You know, you got the tribe of of uh, the Donner tribe, and you've got the Rudolph tribe, which is one of my favorite characters. Is Quasar, the uh, <laughs> the, the reindeer. He's a bit of a um, a bumbling. <laughs> I don't know what he, he was. One of my favorites in this book. Uh, but he's from the uh, Rudolph tribe, so he's kind of that uh, misfit, outcast kind of character. Let's talk about Mrs. Claus herself. She's the main character. Um, uh, Annie, do you have any thoughts about Mrs. Claus? How did you like her por portrayal in this book? And uh, what what did you think about her? Uh, I really I really love this character. So I I can really feel with her kind of because uh, I was so suspicious. So I I think I can understand her thoughts about being suspicious uh, through her husband. And I don't know, I really love this kind of atmosphere. So I was the whole time um, so 
he couldn't be it because he's Santa. But mm -hmm. everything points to him. So I think it was a really great atmosphere uh, around her. And yeah, I could really understand her and how she's doing hard with her whole family and joining this new world. And I really like these comparisons where uh, I've, I have no example, but where she said, oh, this does not seem real to me. And everybody who lives there says, oh, that's quite normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. The intake of, of sugar and, and sweets that, you know, they all engage in yeah. throughout the book. It's like, do you guys have a dentist or poor Mrs. Claus is going to get diabetes or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting kind of an older Mrs. Claus, you know, the traditional looking uh, white hair, rosy cheeks kind yeah. of Mrs. Claus. And I think that's one of the things that threw me off with the book was that, and, and not to say that's a bad thing. I, I love it when books throw, throw me off because you start reading so many cozies, they eventually kind of start, can feel like, you know, all the same book, but uh, it's always neat when they can kind of do something different. But yeah, uh, reading that and realizing, oh, okay, she's still young and she's newly married to Santa things like that i thought oh this is fun i like it glenn how about you uh what what'd you think of mrs claus here uh again like you i'm glad that she's not the traditional sort of matron like elderly like you said stuck in the kitchen kind of perfect sort of housewife mm -hmm. um because we find out that they they've only been married for three months and the previous to that they only dated for three months and how well do you know a person if you only known them for six months? So, mm -hmm. so it's it's normal that she's suspicious, even though it is Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. So, um, and again, because she's not the traditional image we have of Mrs. Claus, it's it's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, I I think that adds to the like you said, to the freshness that uh, it, it's, this isn't something we've seen before. You know, it, it's not just a rehashing of everything. It's something new and different. Um, now, uh, I, I was reminded, I think it, she mentioned in the last time I had her on, but uh, she said what inspired her to write this book was that she had been writing some historical fiction. And, you know, you have to, you have to follow obviously you have to study the history you have to follow, you know you can't change history you have to know about what happened when and all the the clothing and the the etiquette rules and all these things of of the time period she was writing in and she she got kind of overwhelmed by it so she thought you know I want to write something where I can just make up everything you know <laughs> <laughs> and have have some fun with it so but she still stays within the sort of genre of of christmas mm -hmm. It's not like she totally threw everything out the window. Right. Right. So there's still that familiarity of what we think North Pole life would be like. But there's just mm -hmm. a little bit more chaos, a little bit more sort of um, lack of control that gives you that tension, I think, is needed at the beginning of the book. Let's let's talk about the, the Santa in the book. Um, he, he's... He, really is kind of a minor character in uh in some sense although the investigation is is surrounding him uh i i loved the this is where the the world building i i really enjoyed this idea that santa is like a uh, a hereditary title that is passed on to the firstborn uh son you know what uh, i think somebody mentioned you know, what would happen if they didn't have any sons, if one generation had no, only had daughters, you know, <laughs> that, that could be a problem. Um, but I thought it was neat. And when, well, when I had, when I first read this book, I had, we had just finished watching um, Downton Abbey. Uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I had all these images of, you know, the, the upstairs, downstairs kind of relationship. And that's certainly what, um, some of what kind of plays into that culture. But uh, what what did you guys think about how she wrote Santa and, and created this, uh, the, I guess the, the Santa, her, her Santa mythology, right? We'll, we'll call it that. Mm, 
first of all, I think this whole generation thing gives it a another dimension. So mm. all the possibilities about, well, who murders just because of getting rid of Santa or just wanting to be Santa like Lucia. And yeah, I really love this part. Um, but also I like that Santa was still... Yeah, minor character and something mysterious. So sometimes you just don't know why he's doing things and what he's doing. And you just follow Mrs. Claus and uh, get her day. But uh, yeah, he was always, so in this busy time, kind of mysteric and really suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Glenn, what are your thoughts? Uh, similar to Annie's, um, like you said, it's great that he's not really the main character because mm -hmm. we kind of already know what Santa's like. And because of different uh, media, like we have the Santa Claus series, the movies and the television series, like becoming Santa when, when the previous one either dies or retires um is a theme that's already been explored mm -hmm. so this is a nice way of dealing with how does santa become santa or how does a person become santa without you know creating someone who's uh eternal or you know lives for a couple hundred years and passes on the, the santa mantle to someone he deems fit so this is a, a fun way of dealing with um santa's sort of uh title without without ripping off someone else basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um so interwoven into the story of not only trying to solve the uh the murder of of giblet hollyberry uh but uh santa's brother um well uh nick nick claus is is the current santa his brother, um, I think it was Chris. Uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris. He um, died in an accident, uh, supposedly. And I should say that we're, we're probably going to give some spoilers here, um, just in case if that bothers people. Um, but uh, I, it gives us a little more freedom to to talk, I guess. But Chris, Chris died, and then so interwoven is into this is then suspicions over his death. Was it actually murder? And how does this all tie in with with giblet hollyberry and and this is where it really got fun for me is like okay it was it an accident was it murder um what's going on and you know all the clues are starting to pile up and staring at you right in the right you know staring right in your face and and i don't know i i always miss them i need i need the detective to sum it up for me at the end but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that part that was really fun i love uh, I love Constable Crinkle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what did you guys think of some of the elf characters? We've got Constable Crinkle. We've got Mrs. Claus's um, butler, I guess. Uh, Jingles, I think Jingles. it's Jingles. Yeah, I I, I love Jingles. Um, how, how, what did you What did you think of these characters, um, Annie? You want to go ahead and go yeah, first? Yeah, I I really love them. So I really like that she has his uh, elf friend juniper i think mm -hmm. she's called so that she has someone who tries to introduce her to this new world so that she gets used to so she gets tips i don't know there was a scene where she uh kind of dressed up in an elf costume just to don't look that suspicious in an elf place so mm -hmm. that was really nice so i think she got lots of help there and i really like those characters um and yeah sometimes i got messed up with all those elves but they have so great characters and i don't know there was this one which was the ex-boyfriend of juniper i think and uh, it was really funny so there are always elves and they're messing around and i really like those and constable kringles is <laughs> really funny so <laughs> this one yeah. is well he truly believes in santa land i would say so <laughs> there's nothing bad <laughs> yeah nothing bad ever happens yeah come yeah. on <laughs> yeah uh 
And then uh, I I really like the snowmen um, and, and like how in in her world how slow they move, and yeah. <laughs> um, and then poor old Charlie um, he was killed by a hair dryer I guess or something <laughs> melted. Yeah. I was like uh, when I when I read that part because that happens within the first couple of chapters as well. Yeah, I, I yeah. believe yes. Yeah, and then I I thought okay this. This this is uh, kind of kind of a little bit of dark humor, which I which I enjoy, but <laughs> I don't know. I maybe I shouldn't have laughed at it, but I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but, like this poor snowman, what did he do to you, <laughs> uh, Glenn? What are your thoughts about some of the um, these side characters? I like the fact that when you hear their names, you kind of already have a picture in your head of what they look like. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear jingles, you hear someone that's probably bubbly, very light personality. Crinkles is always sort of um, like raspy or, you know, sharp around the edges because you have that crinkling sound. And sort of, I don't know, Juniper, she's always sort of, you know, sort of elf, fairy, foresty kind of grounded person, but can be a little, I don't know, off off the cuff sort of sometimes so she she really did well with naming all the secondary characters because i've seen other um i've read other uh cozy mysteries and some of the characters are like you know what's just a cute food name to call the elf you know mm-hmm. cupcake or sprinkles or whatever like that. so there's not a lot of imagination so i think the liz did really well deciding what to call these people yeah i and then one of the uh we get introduced kind of part way through the story to um uh not not jack frost but jake is jake frost right jake jake frost right yeah Copyright I mean, infringement you can't see yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh and i i love the whole miss he's kind of like the um mysterious private detective or, or detective or something you know and he's from the far frozen north and, and it's kind of a, a shady um unknown area what really is going on there uh, i i thought he was an, a, a very interesting addition to uh to this world that i almost thought like film noir type of thing him coming yeah. in in a trench coat and i'm just gonna sort of no nonsense this is the way it is and that's where it's going to be yeah, I, I I keep picturing him like in a if if he was uh if this was a movie that he would always be black and white or something, yeah. you know, just kind of <laughs> black and or white and blue, white and blue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's cold. Yeah, um, and I love the descriptions also of the um the 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 jail. It was described as more of a bed and breakfast than a prison. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't think a lot of crime happens in uh, Santa Land. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was, you know, that was one thing that I, I you know, that kind of felt off. You, you know, not again, not in a bad way, but um, is that something so terrible as as like murder happening in such a, a cozy, wonderful place like the North Pole? Uh, you know, that, that's, this seems really, really, um, uh, out of place, obviously, but that's usually in, in the coziest of places, uh, as many a cozy mystery reader will find that there's <laughs> some evil lurking about. <laughs> <laughs> How about like the, just the, the feeling of the book, did it feel Christmassy to you at all? Or was it, did it feel more like it was, you know, the kind of the argument of it was a story set at Christmas or was it a Christmas story? kind of thing how was how was the holiday vibes for you oh total holiday vibes yeah it's not just you know let's make a story set in a town that celebrates christmas like you have christmas activities happen all the time she has the elf clogging there's the wrapping center there's you know all the other activities that go on and so she infuses the christmas sort of theme throughout instead of just you know, throwing it up a house that's decorated or, you know, having a tree in the background type of thing. So, yeah, this is totally a Christmas 
uh, book, not just happening at Christmas. Yeah. Even um, though it does happen at Christmas. Right, right. <laughs> how, how about you, Annie? What are you... Yeah, for me too. Uh, also because you can see how busy she is. So she starts those investigations. But also she has her... Uh, so how is it called? The things she needs to do? So... Yeah, yeah. She has like her... Uh... Obligations. Uh, obligations yeah yeah um and everybody looks at her and i don't know i really love this uh part with this crazy cake this crazy french pastry cake mm-hmm. uh and yeah you got really you really can feel the business around so everybody says no you can't do investigation it's, it's december uh, it's the busiest time of year but she doesn't even know and i really loved it that she uh, yeah, that he sticks to it and doesn't. Yeah, doesn't just let it fell. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great balance between this Christmas activities and the investigation. And we yeah. all get like that. We all sort of, especially the holidays. It's like we all have our regular lives. But then we got to cram Christmas into it at the same time and go to pageants and go to parties and get everything else done and decorate the house. And unfortunately, she has to solve a murder on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and I like that because it involves her husband, she can't just let the police handle it, you know, she. Or, or just let's just wait until after Christmas to deal with this. You, you know, I mean, literally Santa is <laughs> at risk of going to jail. Yeah. And not only that, it's her husband, you know, she, so she gets caught up in the, um, in the mystery, which, which is a, a typical trope, you know, that you have to have some reason for an, you know, an amateur investigator to be involved in solving the crime. But it, it's, uh, I, I just like how that was structured that, um, you know, this is my husband. And, and then because on top of that, I haven't really known him that long. You know, even she begins to wonder, boy, is, mm-hmm. is he, you know, is he not, you know, I don't know. And by the end of the end of the book, you're like, okay, who, who, who done it here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked, um, I kind of like, I like the relationship between Mrs. Claus and, and Jake Frost. See, I, I keep wanting to say Jack Frost, Jake Frost. Um, you know, I, I like, that at least I don't I didn't think it was you know it doesn't become like this love triangle between her and him and in Santa and all that you know it just been a bunch of nonsense I guess it was just uh what they develop minor spoilers for for the other two books is that you know they, they develop a friendship that I think is really neat and uh you know I I you don't always see I guess um, it, one of the, one of the big tropes in cozy mysteries is, you know, the, the, the sleuth falls in love with the detective and, you know, <laughs> but this, this kind of skirts that by already having her married. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed their relationship and their, uh, eventually what w- will be their friendship. It's a bit adversarial right now though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and in some ways it, it kind of still is there too, but I think he eventually, and I, I guess I should be careful about what, what comes in other books, but I think he eventually learns to um, value her input because, I mean, we've all seen Constable Crinkle at work here. He, he's not going to be much help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, did, did you guys have any favorite characters or uh, favorite scenes from the book? Uh, who was the young lady who had the pets? Was that Lucia? Lucia. Yeah, she was cool. I can yep. see her as sort of a brooding teenager, but I can't, I don't know what her age she kind of is. She was she was like this, uh, almost like a Viking uh, strong woman portrayal. I think wasn't she? Is that yeah. is that the right one? Yeah, I I started keeping a list of characters because <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> but, but like you said, I think they're well defined. It was just I was having trouble remembering who was who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sounds like somebody I'd I'd like to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Annie, how about you? I think I just really like um uh, this how is it called this reindeer uh from Lucia uh I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, Quasar. Quasar. Yeah, yeah, this one. I 
I really loved it. I really liked the connection between him and Mrs. Claus. So in the end, when they got this uh, got this incident with the cake and uh, yeah, when they uh, searched together for Lucia and I really loved it. So just that this reindeer got was kind of a pet, but somehow a little not good in this place like mm-hmm. she was. So I think they are kind of buddies in their feelings. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, uh, buddies in their feelings, definitely. They, um, you know, they're both kind of awkward, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as we, we get closer to the end of the book, things start happening as they usually do. And young uh, Christopher, who's Chris Claus's son and he's going to be the future santa claus uh so nick is covering for him until uh christopher is of age but he's even um uh, uh, they attempted to poison him which I, I thought was kind of a a dark touch to a, a cozy mystery but uh and then and, and here we're going to get into some spoilers but then when they essentially fake his death and just to help reveal the culprit I was I was got a shocked at first. I thought they didn't just kill him off, did they? <laughs> that was really dark. But I I usually could. It's like okay, I think she's probably tricking us. But well, let's just let's just find out. <laughs> what did, what did you guys think of that part? It's funny because when um when you write uh, horror stories, there was always that golden rule: you don't kill off children. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously nowadays everyone's fair game because that was, that's an old rule that people don't follow. Like Stephen King, Mm -hmm. for example, he kills his children off over and over. But, uh, so in cozy mysteries, I haven't, I really haven't read any cozy mysteries that kill off the children. Mm -hmm. So it is a bit of a surprise, like you said. So, um, I do think it was just a, like you say, it was, a bait to bring mm-hmm. out the real killer which is done a lot in cozy mysteries mm-hmm. let's see uh, any 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 thoughts from you on that i think it was really the main thrilling point for me because everything seems so normal they're at this ice skating festival and uh the mother of christopher uh, uh tiffany tiffany she tiffany, just yeah seems to go back to normal because she's in this ice skating again and then this horrible thing happened and yeah it looks like somebody with the fam within the family or the palace has to do with it and then they are getting to investigate on Amory and I really love this whole twist in the end. It's really exciting. Uh, well, the, yep, the suspicion arises. Uh, I think just about at one point, everybody gets blamed. Uh, but uh, in the end, it, it was one of those things that I should have, you know, should have seen coming was that, um, you know, who would who would uh, benefit the most from Chris's death? Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, we find that out to be it's um, uh, the, the, the murderer is revealed to be uh, Martin uh, Claus. Uh, I, I found that the the scene where April goes to confront him and he's, you know, dressed up in Santa's outfit and singing loudly at the top of his lungs like he he he, he got to this position. He he murdered. He attempted to murder someone just to get to it. It seemed very anti-Claus, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which obviously I would hope so. And so part of me, was, it was like I really felt disgust at this character you know and i had to think of a minute like okay it's just a fictional character <laughs> calm down <laughs> it's like how dare you <laughs> uh but what did what did you guys think about the uh the revelation of who the killer is uh, uh annie you want to go ahead and share your thoughts yeah i was i was really shocked kind of because i so at some point i I thought, okay, I knew he is in this candy factory, but mm-hmm. in the beginning, I really liked him because mm-hmm. he's so nice. He tries to help her integrate in this town, and he 
was nice to her, her friend uh, Juniper and I think he was the nice guy of this family. He's not that cold as the others. But uh yeah, then I was really shocked and but then everything made sense. So <laughs> Yeah. How about you, Glenn? I hate reading a cozy that you kind of know who did it halfway through. Mm-hmm. But this one actually is pretty good. I I was probably good three quarters in before I figured it out. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, because unfortunately, when you read a lot of them, you kind of know patterns and how things are written and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So she was whittling down the suspects so well that you know by the time we got to you know, chapter 20 or whatever it was, like the last three or four chapters, it's like, oh, I know who it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but good on Liz for writing it the way she did, because you were right. At the beginning, he's all sunshine and lollipops and super friendly and helpful. And it throws you off Yeah, when you hear about it afterwards. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It, it, for me, it was... It was like, wait, what? Him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that can't be right. And then I, I think about it for a minute, and like, oh yeah. So it was, it was fun for me. This was the second time I've read it, so it was fun for me to go through and read, knowing who did it the whole time, and like, oh, I can see the clues. I can. <laughs> and that's the great thing about cozy. When you go back and reread it, or go back and find the clues that are given, you're like, yeah. oh, it was there the whole time. <laughs> He's like, I'm a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, I like to joke that um when it comes to mysteries, uh I I I I don't think I've ever figured out who the who done it. Maybe a few times, but it's pretty rare. And if I do, it's usually just a lucky guess. But or, or like you said, it it's because I've read so many, you kinda can get the pattern. But um my my wife and I like to joke when we're watching like if we're watching a uh, a mystery series or something and they bring in the suspects and we'll be like, Oh, it's not him. It's too early in the episode, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. You, you know, that going in, it's, well, it's not going to be the first suspect they they go after. Well, sometimes it might, but unpacking that puzzle is part of what I enjoy about mysteries, you know, to um, uh, figuring out the, the who done it and, and seeing it, how it all gets fit together uh, can be really satisfying. So I guess my, my, just my general final thoughts on the book here is this is a really enjoyable book. This has ended up being one of my favorite um, series and, and certainly one of my favorite mysteries I've read um, because I, I think everything she does here works really well uh, for me. Uh, the world building, the characters, the mystery, you, you know, it all just really connects quite well. And, and of course, the, the fact that it's set at Christmas at the North Pole is probably, you know, skews in its favor for me. <laughs> so it's, it's like, yeah, that's a mystery and Santa Claus. Yep. Sign me up. That's <laughs> Annie. And then Glenn, um, what, I guess final thoughts that you have about the book um, or anything you wanted to talk about that I, I didn't cover. I really like this um, being out of the books box Christmas book so she she does this sneaky thing so she sneaks out and uh, tries to uh, I don't know drive with the snowmobile and Mm. goes to suspects but uh, without any help so without any um, understanding from the others and support so I really like this whole setting of being kind of a uh, not unpleasant person but um, not well fitting in there mm-hmm. so she does her way through this whole town and I really liked it mm-hmm. yeah Glenn how about you yeah to pick up on Annie's point about April kind of being her own person and just sort of taking over and just uh, not really caring. Well, I mean, she did care what people thought, but not really letting it stop her from exploring and getting down to the truth. So um, overall, great story. 
really well written, easy to read, uh, no big um, like red herrings to throw you totally off going, why was that in there? Hmm. You know, why did she put that? Like the only red herring that I thought was a little weird was the old town council writing to her about her Christmas lights not being up. Oh. I'm like, why is that in there? But <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Something to ask her when next time you interview her. There we uh, go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's always that, there's always a red herring to throw you off a little bit because that's the point of the story. And there was a, a time when I thought, you know, could have Chris or Nick or Nick done the killing. I'm like, no, Santa couldn't be the killer. That can't be right. So, yeah. So I, she did really well. So I'm, I'm excited to read the next uh, in the series. Yeah, the uh, the next in the series is called um, Mrs. Claus and the Halloween Homicide, I believe. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it takes place at uh, in the North Pole again, but it's Halloween, and April decides to try to introduce Halloween to uh, Christmas Land, and <laughs> that, that one is pretty good. And then there's uh, the third one is Mrs. Claus and the Evil Elves. Then I believe this year she has a fourth one coming out as well as a um, novella also that is coming out that uh, Kensington puts out sometimes like a, a one, one book that has three novellas in it from different mystery, cozy mystery writers. And oh, nice. they kind of are tied around a theme. So yeah, I know there's a few more coming. If, if you folks um, have enjoyed this book, I, I really recommend the whole series, but uh, I, I'm a huge fan. I don't know if I uh, would, uh, We'll, we'll do ratings or not, but I, I kind of like uh, to, to say, I think I gave this one um, five cups of eggnog, uh, five out of five. So <laughs> that's that's my rating system. Um, uh, what, what do you guys think? Out of eggnog? Yeah, yeah. Out of, like, <laughs> unless you don't like eggnog, I mean. <laughs> oh, no, unfortunately. I'll bake with it, but I usually don't drink it. Yeah. Uh, I definitely give it a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, nothing's ever perfect, so that's just me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, overall, a good four out of five. Yeah. Um, Annie, how about you? I don't have a comparison like you to other cozy crimes, but I would give it a five, too. So I really enjoyed reading it, and it was so cool, so thrilling yeah. and catchy. Well, I yeah, I've read a uh, a lot of cozies. Not... not um, Probably, Glenn, I think you've probably read more than, than me, but <laughs> from the sounds of it, I don't know. Uh, but this this really does stand out from your typical cozy. And I I almost always give books either five, four or five stars, you know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm terrible at coming up with, you know, if it's you, a three. If you don't like it, you don't read it. That's Right, thing. yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I, at this point, I'm pretty sure I know what I like. So if I pick it up and read it, it's going to be, I'm going to really enjoy it. Yeah, there's been a few books I've given like three stars to. If you can rate books on places like Goodreads and whatever, and that means I really didn't like it or something, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I've come to learn that um, even if I didn't like it, somebody else probably does. So you know that they can read it then. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is one of my series favorites. Uh, I've started uh, the past couple of years now uh, reading. Uh, her her new book you know in in december so this past year i read the um evil elves evil elves yeah yeah i read that one at christmas time so that was really fun well before we go i just want to say real quick i have uh annie could you share just a couple of christmas traditions that uh y- you like to do at christmas time and then glenn i'll have you share one or two as well um so in germany we have christmas um with presents and everything in the evening so at 24th so um at christmas eve normally we split up so me and my boyfriend we just visit first his family so they're both nearly together so it's fine to take the car and make the drive in this evening so first we visit them and then we get the presents there and then we move to my family and we have this tradition with uh, throwing a dice for um, unpacking the presents 
And I really like this, so it gets a little more calm. Otherwise, I have two younger brothers, so otherwise they're just wrapping up their whole presence in like two minutes. <laughs> and then everybody sees um, what the others get. And um, yeah, we're really enjoying this. And it's so nice to have this time together. So, um, and I also really like the two Christmas days behind. I, I don't know if you've two two mm-hmm. <laughs> uh two christmas days so they're both public holidays and i really like just spending time with family getting a little bit out of the daily things so just relax do the things you haven't done in a long time and enjoy time with family and i really love when it snows here it's not often but sometimes we have a little snow on christmas <laughs> yeah that's always nice you like Stalin? Ah, Stalin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So I mainly like the versions with um, marzipan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, nuts. And yeah. I don't like this glibbery orange and um, uh, citron things. Do you know Nuts-tick. them? Yeah. Yeah. The peel. Yeah. Orange peel. Yeah. Sorry, taking over your, your podcast. Art. We're just <laughs> no, talking about right. food now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Glenn, how about uh, any uh, Christmas traditions you enjoy? Uh, Christmas Eve is usually we go to church because I'm usually singing. Um, my partner is a minister, so Christmas is always busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we get home really late. That's the one thing I like. Like I used to sing in a choir and we'd get out of church at midnight. And it's just that quietness. Like this year, it'd be nice if it was a light snow mm-hmm. and you just go home and all the the streets are lit up and all the lights are on and you see the trees, Christmas trees lit up in the windows. And that's always been a favorite sort of time to just go around and just take in the moment mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, and then, yeah, the chaos of the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dealing with all the food and the presents. And um, like you, we have uh, Boxing Day on the 26th. So mm-hmm. we have two days off. So we're lucky to have a couple days to enjoy and then back to work. What, one thing I, I really dislike about how we, we do Christmas is that so many things like try to get back to normal, the like midnight Christmas night, you know, mm-hmm. December 26th, the radios are back to playing uh, their normal music. The stores are bringing out the Valentine's Day stuff. Uh, we, we don't have Boxing Day at all. Uh, I, I really think we should have, you know, the, the 25th and 26th should be kind of a you know, the 26th needs to be that recovery day, <laughs> you yeah. know, and even just to help slow things down. Uh, typ- typically, we'll um, relax anyway. We, we, we're we not ones to rush back to, to busy life and all that. It, it's just good to be able to have that time to spend with your family and, and just relax because like I think most of us, we're just crazy busy in December and, and then you add Christmas to it even. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you both for uh, for being on today, for reading, for engaging in, in, in the community, uh, chatting on Facebook and all that. If, if anyone listening is interested in, in joining with us, we've got a new book coming up, but I, I really enjoyed putting the, the uh, votes out. So if you're interested, uh, I'll have the link to the, the Cozy Christmas Book Club uh, Facebook group page, and you can uh, request to join there, and I'll make sure uh, if I can... Rem- make sure to look at the pending requests. I, I, uh, what was it last week? I think I found like three or four waiting to be added. I'm like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm figuring out this technology stuff and uh, we'd love to have you on our, our group page. Uh, looking forward to what we read next. So Annie and Glenn, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's really nice. Well, uh, you all take care, and, and for everyone else, have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Glenn and Annie, for being on the podcast. 
Uh, if you would like to subscribe to the Cozy Christmas Book Club, send me an email or find us on Facebook. Uh, you can just search for a Cozy Christmas Podcast on Facebook, but I'll have the links to that and to the Book Club Facebook page uh, linked in the show notes. If you have wanted to join and I didn't respond or you're still pending um, approval to join the, the Facebook group, um, let me know. I'm trying to keep on top of that, but I get a lot of emails every day and sometimes those things slip through the cracks. So I don't want to leave anyone behind if you're wanting to join the book club. As always, you can email me at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to help support the show, there are links in the show notes. You can go to ko-fi.com and buy me a coffee. And for any donation, I'll send you a bookmark and a sticker of the podcast. Uh, just make sure you, you also email me or send me your address so I can get those in the mail. We've recently had a couple of donations, which I greatly appreciate. One of the things I'm able to do with that is to uh, sub- subscribe to a, a Zoom paid membership so that we're not limited to the 40-minute free version and we could talk as long as we wanted to. And that has been a big, big help to, uh, to me in the podcast and to the interviews I've done. So thank you so much for those of you who donate. You are my Christmas heroes. All right. uh, With that, I will see you next week. We will be finishing up the story of The Chimes by Charles Dickens with Chapter 4. We'll see how it all comes together. And until next time, I want to remind you to be kind to each other and do good. And to remember that we will honor Christmas in our heart and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.